Okay, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, everybody. Today is Friday, September 17th, 2021, and I would like to say thank you guys so much, both the public audience and especially the members as well, too, for sticking through with me these past few days. For those that don't listen to just the audio aspect of things, you will know that on YouTube, I put up a couple of videos updating all of you on my very unfortunate last-minute road trip. Everything went as smoothly as it could go, given the circumstances. I'd like to thank all of you so much. I promise consistency with the news and all that from now on, here on out. There will be no more interruptions back in the home studio. Nothing will uh, will go, um, I guess you could say, unresolved, if you will. With that being said, I'd like to thank all of you for the support because I have been sharing more of my personal um you know, life occurrences, if you want to call it. I really appreciate the support and it's been overwhelming. But anyways, let's jump right into it. So basically, we're going to be covering news from all over the world, okay, as we always do. But this is going to be more of a crack and I guess recap, if you want to call it over the past few days, I've assembled so many different things. And I'd also, of course, like to thank Nils, Riel, Camden, Scott and Genius for their assistance as well. But anyways, um, uh, of course, Michelle and everybody as well, too, for sending those kind of articles. I do my best to look in the Telegram group chat to check it all out. Anyways, the first thing is that the government of Alberta in Canada has joined other provinces across Canada in announcing a proof of vaccination program as COVID cases continue to soar to allegedly well over a thousand a day. Um, speaking to the media on Wednesday, uh, the premier, Jason Kenney, who's basically for those in the U.S. or in Europe, they're sort of like the governors of, uh, of the province if you want to call it, said due to the escalating COVID-19 situation, which he described as a crisis of the unvaccinated, the province would enter into a proof of vaccination program. So basically vaccine passports is a very fancy way of saying that. I mean, okay, you know, I, I will say this because I'm a Canadian citizen. I think I can pretty confidently say from an unbiased angle, the province of Alberta has been extremely um, and the government of Alberta has been extremely conservative um, with regards to uh, hesitation in vaccine passports and things like that. The second most conservative government, I would say, would probably be the government of Ontario. I mean, to his credit, the premier held out with regards to um not wanting vaccine passports at this time because he said he did not want to split society. With that being said, though, like I said last week, he caved because of that one or two billion dollars Trudeau gave to each province. And it was a very, like I said, I have to admit, was a very smart strategy on Trudeau's part. So again, how much can we give our the Ontario Premier credit for? Not sure. But again, it's sad to see that even in my opinion, if you focus on my opinion, the Alberta gov um, Premier has caved. And the reason I say that is not because I'm trying to discredit the alleged 1,000 cases a day, but because we're now finding out that, you know, there's speculation. Vaccines create more variants, you know, things like this. I got to be careful because of you two. Please forgive me. But you, you folks know where I'm heading on this, right? So again, there... An argument is an open debate is not even available anymore, at least in Canada. And my it, it, from I mean, I'm in Toronto, so I don't know how much more on the ground I can get with re, with regards to Canada. But anyways, the next thing is that Federal Reserve officials, including Chairman Powell uh, of the U.S. owned securities, meaning stocks and all that, uh, that the that the U.S. central bank has bought during the COVID-19 pandemic. This came out just about an hour ago, according to CNBC. Well, if. Look, folks, I'm going to just be straight up with all you guys. It's at the point where these elites of the world, not just the uh, the Western elites, but all of them, it they're, they're saying to our faces, what are you going to do? So what? Stories are leaking about us that we wouldn't have liked. And, you know, 20, 10, 20, 30 years ago, we would have been able to probably cover all this up with a bunch of murders. Seriously. And it wouldn't even make a, the local paper of a headline of any paper. But again, at this point, it's basically, yeah, we're, we're super rich. We control the world. What are you going to do? 
that's basically what it is. Now, my rebuttal to that is, again, enough people need to stand up. And in my opinion, a legitimate solution instead of all these metaphorical ones that are proposed these days, you know, we got to do this and come together. No, you know what we need? I'd say, you know, uh, this is unfortunate, but I would say we need a couple hundred million people, probably not even that much, but to go to the bank, pull all their money out and and that's it. L- literally request that they pull all their money out. And then you, you're going to see how the banks will cave to the people after that. And world systems will probably change. But again, you need that many people to come together. The next thing is that President Joe Biden announced Wednesday that the United States is forming a new Indo-Pacific security alliance with Britain and Australia that will allow for greater sharing of defense capabilities, including helping equip Australia with nuclear-powered submarines. It's a move that could deepen a growing uh, chasm in the U.S.-China relations. Top French offic- officials from France are not happy at all because they had an order with uh, some weaponry with regards to Australia and Australia backed out of it. So uh, the top French officials made clear they were unhappy with the deal, which undercuts the DCNS deal. And France said the American choice to exclude a European ally and partner such as France from a structuring partnership with Australia at a time when we're facing all these challenges, blah, 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 is uh, something that France can only note and regret, end quote. I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's just a bunch of political gibberish. We, we get the gist of it. So look... Uh, this comes down to, in my opinion, the military industrial complex telling Biden what to do. I am almost, I'm not fully convinced, but I do believe that whether this was Joe Biden or, or others or not, I do believe this would have happened regardless. Why do I say that? This is when more of the conspiratorial rabbit hole perspective of me comes in with regards to, if we look at movies and films over the past 20 years, there have been hints that we were going to go, that the West was going to go to war with China or at least the five allies would, you know, Australia, New Zealand, the UK, Canada, the US, right? Um, I think it, well, Israel's in there too, but you know, they don't have to be named always. But anyways, the point is, is that one quick example is if you take a look at the movie, uh, The Departed with uh, Mark Wahlberg, Matt Damon, Leonardo DiCaprio, Jack Nicholson, there's a part where I forgot his name, please forgive me on this, but um, the head cop tells, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, who's an undercover agent, he says, this was in 2006, 2005, he goes, we're probably going to be at war with China in 20 some odd years. That, that's part from the, that quote from the script wasn't wrong from the script of that movie. You know, I mean, not exactly accurate with 25 years or 20 years, but it's, it's about there, you know, 16, 17 years, right? So, and we see things ramping up. So with that being said, the next thing is that Iran is now a permanent member of the Shanghai Cooperation Organization led by Moscow, Beijing, uh, and Beijing, sorry, per an announcement at the SCO's 21st summit at uh, Tajikistan's capital in Dushanbe on Friday. Uh, permanent members of the Shanghai Cooperation Organization are now China, Russia, Iran, India, uh, Kyrgyzstan, Pakistan. Pakistan, uh, Kazakhstan, Tajikistan, and Uzbekistan. Okay, end quote. You see all the uh, Ekistans, please forgive me, I don't mean any disrespect to those countries, I say that because I just don't want it, for the sake of time, I don't want to repeat the names. In my opinion, a lot of that's controlled by Putin, His, the, uh, covertly and subvertly through the intelligence commu- agencies. And again, it's all about getting off the US dollar. So when you see these things happening... It makes me think from the front end of things that the Biden administration is just not competent to make any moves that would sort of retaliate to this. With that being said, I'm not saying the Trump administration would have been good as well. I'm just saying looking at it, taking the left versus right side perspective out of it, right? It's as simple as that. Um, Again, we see these countries making moves against the West and 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 the allies of the West. That's exactly what it is. Two, in my opinion, two major global factions are forming. So 
you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. The next thing is that the European Union Parliament resolution urges sanctions on Lebanon officials. The strongly worded European Parliament resolution accused Lebanese officials of obstructing Beirut, the Beirut blast probe. Here's the thing. I don't mean any disrespect to the people within that country. Phenomenal people. I actually go, went to high school with a, a handful of Lebanese guys. Great, great guys. Um, the, the problem with, with Lebanon is the corruption. And I don't mean to sound like an expert on it because I'm not. I've been told this by not just obviously, you know, some random guys I went to high school with, but also I've done a little bit of digging too. And again, it's going to be a back and forth. You know, there's going to be condemnation, statements, blah, blah, blah. And there's going to be the intelligence angle of things. I don't want to spend too much time on this because when the EU, the European Union says something or writes a letter, part of my English, who fucking cares, you know, whether we're with them or not, just, just my opinion. The next thing is that the United Arab Emirates is set to invest up to $14 billion in the UK post Brexit UK. The UAE investments in the UK will target infrastructure, clean energy and technology and the arrival, um, excuse me, sorry, that's the next thing. Uh, so look, you know, this comes back to Israel and the U.S. in my opinion, not the people, but the regimes and the elites that have been leading these these uh, these nations for a long time. Why do I say that? We know for a fact they turned a blind eye with regards to the Saudis and the UAE's involvement in 9-11. I know it's more the Saudis than the UAE. However, we understand the correlation there, right? And at the same time, what I'm seeing here is very simple. These are the oil guys, you know, Saudi Arabia, the UAE, these are all oil, oil, oil guys, excuse me, and anyone, anything having to do with profits to stir the economy up, doesn't matter if you're, I'm not saying the UAE is, I want to make that clear, but certain leaders within that regime are very, very bad people, right, regardless of politics, UK, the West, they'll let them in as long as the money's good. It's unfortunate, but it's true. I don't mean any disrespect to the people. I want to make that clear. The regimes I'm speaking of. The next thing is that the arrival of Iranian fuel arranged by Hezbollah has received a mixed response in uh, Lebanon, the energy-strapped nation of Lebanon currently. Again, this is the thing, right? When you have that type of corruption, but you have everyday people in true desperation, it's very, very difficult to, to make those kind of choices. And there could be repercussions in a legal sense and in a global sense many years from now. But what choice do people have? It's like when you're in a, a personal situation, when you're put in a corner, you only got one way, sometimes only one way out, one way to, you know what I mean? If not, you're just going to get crushed metaphorically. So it's also represented, we can use a physical fight battle as a representative uh, metaphor for that too, right? But the next thing is that hundreds of aid trucks have failed to return from Tigray, the United Nations says. Since July, 445 trucks have entered Ethiopia's war-torn Tigray, but only 38 returned, hampering future aid developments. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I, I don't want to point fingers because we can speculate quite extensively here. It wouldn't surprise me if a very advanced intelligence agency, you know, cough, cough, MI6, Mossad, CIA, is causing this to happen so that Tigray remains like this. You know, um, yeah, what, what can I say, right? Create the, de the, the uh, instability and the destabilization, destabilize things so you can then provide the solution at full control without even the UN because even though the US has pulled with the UN quite extensively and with NATO and all that there's still some things that get ruled against them but let's be real right so the next thing is that Somalia's regional leader uh, leaders urge end to power struggle so now row over there is a lot of uh, chaos and row over the government escalated um, when President Mohammed suspended the executive powers of Prime Minister Robel or Robel excuse me look this is what I mean when I say enough people got to get up regardless of what country and go to the banks pull the money out i'm not trying to say this is what we all should do right now we it would need to be coordinated and i know it sounds unrealistic but it seems like with social media it's more possible these days go to the banks pull the pull all your money out liquidate your assets say listen i want it all gone 
You're going to see how the banks are going to cave to the people, right? And you're going to see how, again, in this case, the people of Somalia will, will, will probably hopefully get what they want respectfully and what, what they want. It's not for me to say what's good or bad, democracy or not. Again, we'll see what happens. The next thing is that Tucker Carlson uh, on the southern border crisis situation in Del Rio, Texas, said that the FAA has grounded the Fox drone. There's a clear attempt to suppress the border crisis. Look, end quote, by the way, I'm going to be fair here. I'm not Fox does push a lot of things that are more in the conservative side of things. And it, but with that being said, doesn't make CNN a saint either. I want to be very clear. However, Tucker Carlson, I got to say, obviously, he, he pushes certain agendas to suit a narrative to get more ratings. Let's not kid ourselves here, right? The, it, ratings is what drives it. However, I do have to give him a lot of credit recently because he's been doing quite a bit of work with regards to having people like, you know, Alan Dershowitz on with Epstein and saying, asking the real questions when you're on Pedo Island. How, you're telling me you're on Pedo Island with all these girls and you got a massage with your underwear on and you still didn't see anything? Same idea here with the drones. Why did they take Fox's drone down? Maybe they took down, the Biden administration took down CNNs as well and MSNBCs and all that, but guess what? It's because they don't want people to see how bad the, it is at the border. That It's as simple as that if you ask me, right? So the next thing is that Facebook has purged 150 accounts and groups of the German anti-COVID restrictions movement called Kurdenkur. Hopefully I said that correctly on its platform today, citing, quote, coordinated social harm, end quote, according to a according to Welt. I believe that's a German publication. <sighs> again, again, the, the masses have to stand up even to big tech. It's not always just about money. It's about what the masses want, because if enough people get off of Facebook and I'll be honest, too, I got to be honest, I'm a hypocrite of it. I, I post to YouTube. I got to be honest with all of you folks. I got to be real. Enough people got to say no. That's why I like Rofkin. That's why I like, you know, all the, that's why I love Patreon, right? We use a Dropbox link to play the video. We, nobody censors crap. So yeah, that's, I mean, uh, un, until enough people leave Facebook, I don't see this changing unless European governments really hammer down in a serious way. The next thing is that Italy is set to make its vaccine passport called a green pass mandatory for all workers starting from next month, becoming the first Euro European Union country to do so, according to routers. They, yeah, I knew it. I knew Italy was going to cave. My background is very heavily Italian, as most of you know, I think. I got family back there. I've been keeping my finger on the pulse quietly over, you know, with, um, with regards to hearing from people what's happening on the ground. I knew this was coming. And I'm sure many others did too. It doesn't take a genius to predict this. The next thing is that Biden referred to the Australian prime minister as the fellow down under after addressing Boris Johnson by his first name at the AUKUS announcement. <sighs> He can't even talk. Forget that he's a Democrat. If this was a Republican, I'd say the same thing. He can't talk. So the next thing is that Moderna now says the protection of their COVID vaccine wanes as well. And they are now making a stronger case for booster shots based on new data, according to routers. Profit, profit. Just we got to assume profit. If there's even a slight thing of goal of profit, which there is. We, I don't trust a single word of what they say. The next thing is that South Korea has tested a submarine-launched ballistic missile from the 3,000-ton class Dosan Ang Chang Ho submarine developed with, excuse me, domestic technology. Pardon me if I butchered the pronunciation. South Korea is now the seventh country to launch a home-developed submarine-launched uh, ballistic missile. The launch came hours after reports of North Korea launching short-range missiles. Again, and the next thing to add to that is Japan begins a nationwide large-scale military drill for the first time since the Cold War. 100,000 personnel, 20,000 vehicles, and 120 aircraft will join the drills, end quote. That's that last part of Japan doing this drill, in my opinion, 
that not the J Japanese people, the regime of the government of Japan, they wouldn't have done this without the backing of the U.S. So, to be honest, assuming I see this is all that's playing out on the surface, fair strategic move on Biden's part. I'm sure Biden didn't make the decision himself, but fair move. Uh, you know, you got to show a little bit of force. It's like when you're, even if you're not a fighter, if you're getting bullied on the playground at school, sometimes, I'm not advocating for violence, but sometimes to stop a bully, you got to bloody his nose a little bit. That's just reality. I'm not advocating for violence at all. I want to be very clear. But this is the reality of life, right? The next thing is that uh, China denies German warship Bayer uh, entry into a local harbor. Interesting, interesting. Now, according to the U.S., uh, China has entered a U.S.-only uh, zone, I believe, near Alaska on the waters there. If Please do not quote me on that to, to a T, but that's basically what happened. So, yeah, the U.S. said this happened last month. The next thing is that hitting the debt ceiling could cause a recession in the United States, says a new White House memo. I don't know if the memo leaked or not, but yeah, so basically, if but here's the thing. If I understand correctly, if you keep inflating the debt, like if you, you just print more money, the, the value of things dro keeps dropping. Like everything, because people, more circulation of cash, therefore the value drops and everything's fake anyways. It's only value that we give because we wake up in the morning and go to work. I'm not trying to sound like a very down or whatever, but I mean, that's the reality, right? So the next thing is that France says the leader of the ISIL group in Sahel, or ISIS as they say, has been killed. Adnan Abu Walid al-Sarawi, who was wanted by the U.S., led the Islamic State in Greater Sahara Armed Group, end quote. Oh, so France can give the names, but the Pentagon can't. Mm, yeah, because, you know, France has always been better than the Pentagon militarily, right? So... I'll just leave that there. The uh, next thing is that the Nigerian government says the Twitter ban is going to end very soon. The ban has hurt Nigerian businesses and drawn widespread condemnation for its damaging effect on freedom of expression. Yes. Now, to the contrary, however, we must understand the context. They, they did not, if I'm not mistaken... Nigeria did not want the same issues that happened in the West with regards to political conflict leading to literal, physical, legitimate violence to occur there during their election cycle when political tension was high. I understand. The conversation should also be had, though, as to who is to decide who should ban a free speech platform. With that being said, we can also argue Twitter's not exactly free speech anymore. So you see, guys, it's tit for tat. There's no... And the problem as well with Twitter, as I understand this, there's, and I, sure, I believe many of you as well uh, understand this too, there's echo chambers. If all you follow are liberals, all you're going to see are liberal talking points and gotcha, you know, tweets, as I call them gotchas, you know. Um, if you follow conservatives, same idea. It's, 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 it's unfortunate, but that's the reality. The next thing is that Afghans who fled Panjshir said everything can change by the hour, meaning as resistance forces battle Taliban in Afghanistan's last war front, Panjshir... Residents say there's no clear winner yet. I believe that's the last final region, if I'm not mistaken. But the Taliban's basically taken Afghanistan, as most of you know at this point. I don't think I need to, you know, say that to you guys again. But, yeah, I mean, uh, I've covered it enough. I think you folks know my opinion on it. Uh, the next thing is that there is anger as Sri Lanka court returns elephants to alleged traffickers. The court returns 13 elephants in state custody to alleged traffickers who captured them or people who bought from them. Hey, it's the... Assuming there's no corruption or anything like that, if this is what the people of Sri Lanka want, but if there is outrage, then let them let there be outrage. Do not suppress the outrage by the the everyday working person. Right. The final thing is that there's a, is that a judge has ruled that Prince Andrew's U.S. lawyer can be served with legal papers in a sexual assault case filed by Virginia Dufresne in New York. Look, end quote. I'm going to wrap this up here, folks. I have hope with this case. I really do. 
with Virginia Dufresne's case, I do with Prince Andrew, but the royal family, man, the queen, I don't know what's going to happen there. So with that being said, folks, we have a public episode coming out shortly after this. We'll catch all of you very soon. Cheers.